did I burn my tongue right before I had to talk for half an hour? You bet I did. <laughs> yeah, no, it's some some tea sounds great, you know. Have some tea before the podcast, you know, soothe the throat a little bit. I can't tell you, and this is a weird way to start the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Speaking of Nothing. I burn my tongue a lot. <laughs> I can't, I want twice a week. I can't, I've been on a, a, a powerful streak lately. It's not <laughs> such a weird way to start the podcast. It's not something I do all, my all the time, like my whole life. But lately, I've been noticing I burn my tongue a lot. A lot of it is at work while getting too excited to drink tea. I will admit that, like I did right now. I think I just, like, singed it a little. I think I just burnt all the taste buds off. I don't think I burnt my actual tongue. I don't sound like I did. If I sound like I burnt my tongue, well, there's nothing I could do about it because, again, doing this podcast last minute. Episode is due tomorrow. Um, I, this is literally the only chance I had to do it today and I'll have no time tomorrow. I'm starting to figure out exactly when is the best time to release the podcast. I also just realized I didn't set a timer. So let's do that and hope that that's close ish. Um, but I think I know when to release these, that it's going to like, I've been, I really pay attention to (laughs) Who's listening and when and for how long? It's very, it's, it's, there's a reason why they give you all that info. But I think I've figured out the sweet spot on when to release these. And I'm going to test my theory this week. And if I'm right, maybe I'll bring it up on the podcast again. Anyway, I'm drinking tea. I'm, I'm, uh, getting ready to go to a friend's house for a little Christmas, uh, not, it's not a party. There's just a few of us, but I have some friends that were nice enough to invite me over to their home uh, to celebrate the holiday. I think we're just going to drink and play board games. They got a puppy, so that'll be cool. Um, but I, I'm, I got I to gotta go to that immediately after this. I'm also going to try and drink some more hot tea right now. I'm, I'm a little worried. But we're gonna do this together. I think it's. I think we're okay. Yep. It's okay. We did it. Yeah. So, I. I, I mean. I don't. <laughs> I've just my weekends. I'm very lucky. I always have. Some, there's always something going on. Uh, my weekends are always very busy. Which again, I do feel lucky. It's nice to have friends and things to do. I definitely wouldn't mind a weekend where I did absolutely nothing. And I, I get those once in a while, but not nearly as much as I'd like. Uh, but anyway, I've just been, time has just been the enemy lately. I don't have enough of it. But I, I'm glad I'm going to be a little late to our little Christmas board game booze session. Session doesn't seem like the right word. Either way. I think last week I did the podcast right before the holiday party, and I was going to give details on that. Unfortunately, sorry, oh God, 
not a lot to report on uh, the hol- the work holiday party, mostly because I'm in and I'm out. It was so funny. It was like, I don't even know why we have them anymore. Literally everybody I went up to at the holiday party was like, got here at 7.30, we'll be out, I'm, I'm going to be... If, 8.30, that's the latest. Everybody had like an out time. <laughs> Everyone I talked to was like, wife told me 9.30, we're gone. 9.15, we're out of here. I went in with a game plan. I think I said it on the podcast. F- an hour, tops. After I get my two drinks, I believe that there was drink tickets. Really nice, though. If anyone golfs, I don't know if you've been to the the Papago Golf Course. There's a really nice restaurant, and it's they they had like a little stage built up and a band, and yeah, I mean, they was really nice what they do. You know, they spent a little bit of money for sure. But you know, I got my two drinks, and then what was so great too was that me and a couple of buddies that were just sitting there kind of people watching. We were kind of by the exit. So everyone that, that was just that would just bail, you know, they do like the little circle, high five, you know, double gunpoint a few people, slam a cocktail, eat a, uh, I don't know, a, some chips. And then they would just roll on out and they would just hand me, for some reason, there, I wasn't a, there was a few of us Everybody, they would just hand me their drink tickets. So I'm not mad about it. I don't know what kind of rep- reputation that, that means I have. But I scored a bunch of extra drink, drink tickets, so I ended up staying a little bit more than an hour. But tried going downtown afterwards, and of course it was First Friday. I forget that that's a thing. I used to go down to First Friday. It's just so hectic now. Downtown is just... It's too much, especially on First Friday. Back before downtown Phoenix really got built up and started getting, you know, a lot more apartment complexes and and, and whatever, First Fridays was a little bit easier to deal with, especially if you lived down there, too, if you could walk. But tried going downtown after the holiday party. No such luck. Um, just trying to couldn't find parking. There's just nowhere to park. And then it's like, okay, well, we could drive the car back to the house and then light rail back down and it's take an Uber and it's just so much. (laughs) And I don't know, maybe if I gave a shit, I would do that kind of stuff. But I don't even remember what we did. I think we we ran into some friends that were were having like a birthday party. We kind (laughs) of, me and uh, my buddy Caleb, we kind of crashed a birthday party. They're like friends of friends. Like we showed up at the bar and we saw the one dude we knew and he was with like a bunch of other people. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're just finishing up. We're going to a birthday party over whatever. I don't even remember what the bar was called. So we ended up crashing a birthday party, which was fun. I saw a few people I hadn't seen in in a while. But then it just you get to the point where it's like, all right, if I have another drink, I'm going to hate myself tomorrow. And I don't even care that it's this person's birthday. I don't care about most of these people. I'm going to close the tab, just go home. And it was worth it. I woke up the next morning, didn't feel amazing, you know, 
I didn't like click my heels when I got out of bed, but it was it was it was okay. Either way, nothing to report on the holiday party. Everybody played it very cool, um, smart because again, last year, <laughs> last year, I don't even want to say what kind of things happened at last year's holiday party, but it was. I mean, I don't even think I can say. I think some people could it could cause problems. <laughs> And I'm laughing about this, but seriously, the dude who I'm referencing in all of this is a piece of shit. <laughs> and then other shenanigans, mostly shenanigans. One guy really sucks. Big surprise. It's a dude who sucks and fucked up the holiday party. Big surprise. Anyway, this year was nice. <laughs> Everybody was all dressed up and it was fun and I just had a couple of free drinks and moonwalked on out of there. <laughs> uh, and I'm excited to go see my friends tonight. I haven't seen them in a while. And like I said, they got a puppy. I haven't met the puppy yet. So that'll be cool. Um, let's see. I got things I want to talk about, obviously. More holiday stuff. Um, I signed up. So I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I do a secret Santa every year with a, but 40 people. It's got to be. We had the secret Santa at my house last year, and I'm trying to think if I could like picture in my head. You know, it was like a living room full of people. It's between 30 and 40 people. We've we've been doing it now. They've been doing it even longer. I think I joined, uh, I don't know, five years ago or something. But we do the Secret Santa every year. It's a ton of fun. You know, we, we do like a um, like a New Year's Secret Santa party. Like, that's the thing. We'll, we'll have a, somebody will throw a New Year's Eve party, and then we'll also do Secret Santa. It's a blast. It's literally with people I've been friends with since I'm... 14 years old. But, again, like I said, I just started five years ago. New people get added all the time. Um, Cousins, friends, family members. You know, a lot of people are getting, a lot of people in this group, a lot of my friends now are married. Um, So, you know, sister-in-laws, brother, people are getting added all the time. The last time I did, or last year, Secret Santa... I knew the person, but like not that well. But of course, one of my friends knew them very well, so they could they just kind of told me what to get them. Fine. The year before um, was a nightmare because basically we do it through this website. I think it's called like Elfster or something. Excuse me. Um, basically, it's through this website. You just it, it they do everything for you. You put in everyone's names. And everyone's emails, and it randomly picks a person for you and then emails you a little profile and a picture and their name or whatever. So the year before, I got somebody that I didn't really know that well either, but luckily they had a profile and it's like a, there's like a wish list attached to it. So it's like, cool, here's some things that, I'm, that, I, that I, I want that I don't have. Makes it so much easier. They get what they want. It's genius. But... <laughs> What you don't realize is that they've been using this Elfster website for like 10 years now or something. 
When was the inter- Forever ago. So the dude that I got had stuff on his wish list that he wanted like eight years ago. And he never took it down and I didn't want to ask. I thought I was in the clear. I was like, cool, great. All I got to do is just I'll buy him this fucking book about Zelda. <laughs> and that's I'm not making that up. That's what he wanted. It was this giant thick textbook about Zelda and then there was something else. I can't remember. I don't know. One of those like some sort of children's toy that adults like. I'm not I'm not trying to be insulting. I just can't think of what they're called. Anywho, we do the Secret Santa this year. I get the email, fucking elfster, little dinky fucking elf. And, of course, the person I get this year, I don't even know who they are. I, I'm assuming it's a cousin of someone or it's a someone new's brother and sister-in-law. It's a chick. But I have no clue. And then you got to start, and it's like everyone does it. There's like a group of us where everyone just tells everybody who they have. And that kind of makes it easier, too. But now I just feel like, a, I mean, I don't feel like a piece of shit, but I feel dumb being like, who is this person? And then I got to find somebody who knows them. Like the person I'm going to, I have like one friend that like I could ask. And they won't know who they are. I mean, maybe they will. I don't know. Either way, happy holidays. I'm already fucking stressing about Secret Santa because... I, you know, I want them to get a, something they like. Last, you know, sometimes people get me, they don't know who I am, and they just get you like, and we do, it's a $25 limit. So I always, I ended up, I end up getting fucking gift cards, which is nice. I'm not mad about an, an Amazon gift card, but it's not, you know, personal. <laughs> I don't care that much. I get, I would be, I would be fine with an Amazon gift card, but I would like to get somebody something besides a gift card. So it's time to start figuring out who knows this person and what she likes. And hopefully someone could just tell me. Because then sometimes, too, it's like you find somebody who it's like, oh, yeah, it's CJ's brother-in-law. These are all fake names. (laughs) I don't know why I'm using fake names. I could use real ones. It doesn't matter. I don't remember what her name is. Either way, sometimes people do know who they are, and they're still like, I don't know. I don't know. What what do you get them? The limit's good and the limit's bad because, obviously, whatever, you know, the pressure, you don't want people spending $100 and you spending $9, but $25 is kind of a weird number for somebody you don't know. I I don't know. This is just, this is my, (laughs) this is my, my safe space to talk about what I'm stressed about, guys. And right now, it's Secret Santa. Hopefully, like I said, somebody will just tell me what to get them. And then, of course, you know, hopefully somebody that knows me got me. Because I don't want to sound ungrateful. I I always have a ton of fun. It's not even about the gift. It's just that we all get to hang out together. You know, it's so hard to get everybody in a room together. So, like, this is really the only time we could ever do it. So, it's just fun for everyone to hang out. But, I mean, I've gotten a couple of gifts that... uh, I've never opened. <laughs> Let's just say that. But it's always the th- it's the thought that counts, guys. I appreciated it. Um, 
little things. I got a couple of little things. First of all, I'm sure if you're on the internet at all, you saw everybody talking about that banana that was taped to the wall. I don't even really want to get into it because it's so ridiculous. But I think the one thing I would like to say about it is that I know there's like different types of artwork. And this is where I'm like, I'm an idiot. But it's like, this is a specific type of art, right? There's like a name for what this is. I don't know what it is. I could have Googled it. I could have pretended like I knew what kind of artwork this is, but I don't prepare enough and I don't care. I'm fine with you knowing that I don't know what this is. You probably don't know what it is either. But either way, how, how, <laughs> how does it, how does, how does it get to this point? Like, what was the piece that started the, the, the okay. Somebody paid $120,000 for an art piece where a dude duct taped a banana to a wall. That's it. He duct taped a banana. He probably bought the banana at, you know, I think this was in LA. So he bought it at a Ralph's, probably. Probably cost him, I don't know, maybe he stole it. Who knows? Maybe that's part of the art installation. Maybe he stole a banana and then duct taped it to a wall. My point is, bananas are cheap. Um, 20, 23 cents. And then I don't know how much is a roll of duct tape? $9. <laughs> duct tape feels like it's expensive. Seb, six fifty, six dollars six dollars for duct tape. And then it's not even $6 worth of duct tape. He just rips a piece of the duct tape off the roll. So it's like, I don't know what, 39 cents of duct tape, $23 banana. Did we break a dollar? Did we, I don't, 39, we're close. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and do math right now. I've already, I've already revealed too much of my lack of art knowledge that I would never try and do math in front of you. Um, so he duct tapes a banana to a wall in an art gallery. So that makes it art, I guess. I don't know how that works. Someone buys it. First of all. What what kind of piece of shit? What kind of asshole? You got $120,000 that, that you want to buy on a fucking banana that's duct taped to a wall? I don't know if I've mentioned it, but it's a banana duct taped to the wall. You got $120,000? Dude, so many things you could be doing with that money. And then, of course, I think it's the next day or two days later, the artist, and I'm not being sarcastic, or I'm, he, he's an artist. Look, he figured out how to get somebody to spend $120,000 on his art, his banana art. So I'll call him an artist. But the next day, he comes back, because guess what? That's not it. <laughs> the show isn't over. Now he's going to eat the banana. Because fuck you, and your $120,000. Or maybe he was hungry. Maybe he forgot his lunch that day. I don't know. He eats the banana. Dude already paid. Dude is down $120,000 for a banana duct taped to a wall. Now, what happens next? How is that going to work, first of all? Let's say he didn't eat the banana. 
are we carving that piece of the wall out and then taking it home? Are we just are we going to rip the banana off the wall and take that home, retape it to your wall at home? <laughs> I don't there's just so many questions I have. I don't I don't have time to to do this research. Maybe I should email the guy. See if I'll get him on the podcast. He's the story went pretty viral. Like I would imagine he's probably a little busy. I'd love to just ask him all of these questions, but instead I'll just ramble to you while I sit alone on my couch in my my living room. My dog just staring at me. <laughs> he thinks I'm insane. I am insane. I don't talk like this to myself at home because this is a, a bit much, you know. But it's close. I talk to him like this. He knows I'm talking about him now, too. So, Anyway, $120,000. Dude eats the banana. What does he get out of this? The guy who spent all the money on the artwork. He gets a certificate that, send, that says that he owns the rights to the concept I don't know. I'm doing this all off the top of my head. I have in in my notes, <laughs> in my notes, I wrote banana taped to the wall. So I'm sure I could pull up an article and get all the, the exact details. But I'm this. I remember I'm this is pretty close. It was a certificate that said he owned the concept. So I guess what you frame that. I don't I don't know. I just feel like. And look, who knows how he got that money. Maybe he worked very hard, and he earned it and deserves it, and that's what he wants to spend his money on. But I'm going to say there's about a 97% chance he came from money. It's probably money he didn't even earn. Um, And I bet you the artist did, too. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's a fucking banana tape to a wall, dude. Take that $120,000. Give it to somebody who needs it. Give it to a program. Give it to something. Donate that money to something that that feeds or clothes someone or something. And then get a tax write-off. You, you know, that's the beauty of being extremely rich, right? You just get to write it off anyway. It's like you didn't even spend it. Anyway, um, I, I, I was thinking about starting a cult. Now I think I just need to become an artist. You know, there's, I'm sure there's way more ridiculous shit going on in the art community than people taping fruit to walls. And this one just caught the attention, you know, with the beauty of the internet or whatever it is. But... I don't know. We had, I just had to, I had to talk about the banana, <laughs> again, referring to my notes. We had to discuss banana taped to wall. <laughs> um, somebody mentioned, I don't know if it was through Instagram or Twitter, or I imagined all of this, but I think somebody mentioned to me that these podcasts that I'm doing, especially the solo ones, are basically just like a personal journal. Who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody about the Gary Shanling book that's coming out. Uh, 
First of all, if you don't know who Gary Shandling is, look him up. He's, I believe, the the fun. In my opinion, he's the best stand-up comedian and probably the funniest human being anyone who's alive right now has witnessed. He's incredibly funny and so genuine and 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 a pioneer. If you watch shows like The Office or Parks and Rec or um, Thirty Rock. He basically created that. Um, anyway, he's dead now. <laughs> Spoiler, Gary Shandling died. Uh, and Judd Apatow made this incredible documentary about him. It's like four and a half hours long, which is it seems insane, but you'll knock it out. It's so, so incredible, especially if you love stand-up or just creatives, people who write. You know, Again, I'm getting to the point, I promise, I promise. When he died... Judd Apatow found all these journals. The man had like, he literally had cases and cases of journals, constantly writing jokes on pieces of paper. Just, he he was a bit insane, had to have been. To be the type of genius that he is and so funny and so creative and so successful, he's absolutely a little crazy. But anyway, Judd Apatow um, made uh, this book that is... That is um, based on his journals. And we were talking about that. And I've tried to, to journal before. I've had notebooks. I've tried to, to write my, my thoughts and my, and my dreams down. I've tried to do it. I could, never could do it, though. I mean, maybe I, it's been a very long time. Maybe I could do it now. Maybe I should try again. But, but my point was we were discussing all of this. And again, I could be making all of this up. I don't know. I, this could have happened in a dream. But somebody told me that they felt like well, these podcasts that I were doing, is it's like audio journaling. And it kind of is. I guess you could, you could consider these journals, personal journals that I share with anyone that wants to hear them. <laughs> Please listen to my journals. Podcasts are basically... Live journals. <laughs> Podcasts are basically the old website live journal. That's what we're getting at. Where did this start? Wow. I don't know. even know how I got into that. Anyway, you should definitely buy the book. Um, watch the documentary on HBO. Gary Shandling's incredible. Um, very underrated. Very underrated. Um, all right. I know, again, we want to keep these things relatively on time, you know, but I got, there's one more thing I got to talk about really quick and then we'll get to some business and then we'll get up on out of here really quick though. I was watching this show on Netflix. Um, again, the title escapes me. Um, it's about your like childhood toys. It's like it was called like the toys that made us kids or the children of the toys. That's um, the toys that made us. That's the closest I'm gonna get. Anyway, it's this incredible series on Netflix. I think it's in their third season now, second season, where they basically just do these like uh, the episode I w- that I was just watching was like 40 minutes, and it, it was breaking down. Basically, just every episode is dedicated to a, to a different toy. A lot of them from, if you're around my age, our generation, you know, when we were kids. 
So, of course, there's an episode about Ninja Turtles. So, um, immediately, I'm like, that's the only one I care about. I skipped, you know, there's like He-Man, they do, who, who knows? I immediately skipped to the Ninja Turtles episode, and it's so, so cool. Like, I knew the history of, like, the Ninja Turtles a little bit, but not nearly the way they break it down. Um, obviously, it came from a, from a, uh, a comic book. These two guys created this comic book just in their apartment, two roommates, two artists, you know, just duct taping fruit to, <laughs> to their walls and, and making comic books. And uh, they came up with the Ninja Turtles, and it, it's so cool. It's like they, they started just selling them at their local comic book shop, and it just blew up immediately. They sold like 1,500 copies, like the first one they made. And then it was like 15,000 copies. And then it was like... People throwing offers to to buy the rights, and we want to turn this into a toy. And basically, what that's what the episode is. It's just the whole history of Ninja Turtles. And it's so cool and so interesting because, you know, now it's a billion, billion multi-billion, got to be multi-billion, at least a billion-dollar industry. The Ninja Turtles are massive. So many movies and live shows and cartoons, and then, of course, all the toys. They sold billions of toys. So I'm watching this documentary, and it's very interesting. Again, I recommend you checking it out. But about 15 minutes into it, you know, there's like different people that are talking. They're cutting to different people. The creators, the, the guys, you know, the guys who, who helped build the toys, the, the illustrators, all these really interesting people, these, these people who have been a part of the Ninja Turtles since the beginning um, you know, late 80s. And all of a sudden, there's a clip of this woman speaking. And I, I, I just immediately, I'm like, well, how do I know her? And I don't remember if they, they must have put her name at the bottom. But there, I don't think there was like a description of like who she was. And it was very quick. And I, I didn't finish the episode. There's maybe like eight minutes left or something. I had to pause it. But I see this woman, and I'm like, where do I know her? Why is she, how do I know her? Why is she in this Ninja Turtles thing? And then it clicks that she is the crazy Ninja Turtle girl from YouTube. (laughs) Now, you probably, uh, I don't even know what the show was called, but it was hosted by... Oh, God. Sorry. Hold on. Let me sip some lukewarm tea. Oh, man. That came out of nowhere. I don't think it's done either, so hold on to your butts. Okay, sorry. Um, So I believe it was Fred Fred Willard. I believe it was him. I'm going to pull it up really quick because I want to play some of it. The dad. Is it the dad? No, 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 no. I can't. I, th- I don't know. He's one of those like very recon- recognizable principal. He played like all the principals or like the dads. I don't know what he's from. But any, you'll you'll hear his voice here in a second. I got the video. Um, he apparently had this show on. I don't know. It doesn't show what channel it was, but it made it its way to YouTube, where they just did like these. I think the show is called Totally Obsessed. Again, you could watch this video yourself. 
If you want to watch it with me, I'm, we're going to break it down. It's four, it's only four minutes. <laughs> um, you're going to have to listen to some audio. I'm sorry. Um, but again, like I said, it's only a couple of minutes long, and it's incredible. So you're going to love it. So anyway, this dude hosted a show where they would find people who were obsessed about stuff, and they found this girl. I don't know how old she is in this video. She looked a lot older in the in the the toy Netflix series. Not a lot older though. Maybe the secret is to become obsessed with something because she didn't look that. Anyway, <laughs> off track. So they found this woman. At the time, she I think she still lives at home, so she's still young-ish. But she's obsessed with Ninja Turtles. So let's uh, listen to this. Um, I guess I would have to figure out to get it to play. The Jello salad capital of the Midwest. 26-year-old Michelle Ivey is convinced she's a Ninja Turtle. For the last 14 years, 26-year-old Michelle Ivey has dedicated her life to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Michelangelo's my favorite turtle because he reminds me of myself. Okay, hold on. First of all... <laughs> Uh, when they cut to her and she starts talking, she's sitting in her bedroom um, with her Ninja Turtle shirt on, on a couch that has Ninja Turtle sheets and a Ninja Turtle blanket. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's continue. Come on, kid. Kill kicking time. I figured it was a face. <laughs> she grew out of the Care Bears. She grew out of My Pretty Pony. She has become the, a Ninja Turtle. Much. She's These are her family members. Okay, when she says these are my heads, <laughs> she and she'll explain here. But she's when she says that they cut to her wearing a Ninja Turtle. Uh, it's not a mask. It's like the full head. This is not my head. These are my heads. This right here is my new pride and joy, Michelangelo from Turtles Three. So, any scene where you see Michelangelo, like when he goes, Wait, really? I'm just a beautiful princess in disguise. Ah, sword. Break the spell. Give me a kiss. Then it's actually this head saying it. Because Michelle works at a factory for a minimum wage, she takes out bank loans to feed her Ninja Turtle obsession. Of course she does. Who, do, what, what other reason would you, what, what other reason would you need to take out a bank loan? than to purchase a Ninja Turtle head. And again, I'm not shitting on this girl. I Look, whatever makes you fucking happy, you do it. This head cost me $2,000. The one thing I like now is that she has her own job. She's making <laughs> her own money, and she can waste her own money on this stuff. <laughs> Pardon my French. <laughs> okay, first of all, her parents are incredible. The, the video is worth watching just to see them. And then you just heard what his dad said. Uh... He's basically happy that she has a job now so she could spend her own money and and then excused himself by saying, pardon my French, which I don't know. <laughs> They're amazing. Anyway, let's continue here. I paid $1,800 for Leonardo. Michelle's going high risk. She's willing to put herself into debt in order to say, I have the head of Leonardo. 
I have been downright told by several people, just drop the turtles and get a real life. Yet, I am a life. <laughs> she has a life. It's Ninja Turtles. Eat shit. One bacon pizza. Yes, that's bacon. Why am I a little bit afraid? Michelle lives on a strict Ninja Turtle diet. That means pizza every day, covered with bizarre toppings. I call you, dude. One pepperoni with pickles. Okay, so really quick, some Ninja Turtle knowledge in case you don't know. Um, that was part of the, 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 the joke in Ninja Turtles was that, yes, all, they, they'd only eat pizza, but they would eat these insane types of pizzas. Um, so they would make BLT pizzas where they would order, they'd get a regular pizza with like a, a bacon pizza and then put mayonnaise and lettuce on it. So she's about to make one right now. <laughs> okay, I am making us a BLT pizza. When Michelle orders a pizza, you get a slice quick because it's going to be pizza goulash. Well, dudes, these are some moves that my master splinter has taught me to protect myself from people like him. Okay, so now really quick, she's in a full Ninja Turtle outfit. Um, the, the shell, the head, the whole thing. In her front yard, and she's about to fight her brother, <laughs> who t- kind of has an attitude during this whole thing. You'll hear him a little bit more uh, in a second, but he tries to act like he's like way better and 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 way more level-headed than she is. And he's saying he's saying these things while wearing what only what I can only describe as as Jinko jeans and uh, corduroy Jinko jeans, maybe. And then a collared T-shirt, um, but it's covered in Superman logo, logo, logos. So uh, not a lot of room to talk, but either way, let's get back into it. Some people keep pets. I have a little sister. That's but it didn't stop at the costume for Michelle. She even spent $5,000 on karate lessons, becoming a blue belt so she could fight like a ninja turtle. Okay, hey, real quick. Five grand to become a blue belt? Worth it. No, ju- no judgment there. I don't know why they even had to mention that. I get it. She learned karate because she wants to be a ninja turtle. You don't have to throw, throw in the five grand. Whatever. Look, lots of people do karate, all right? Now, maybe lots of people don't do karate because they want to be a Ninja Turtle, but hey, again, zero judgment here. When I'm in these situations, I kind of feel like they're standing behind me, protecting me. Oh, you lost your thingy. What thing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! I say, hey guys, you there? And, you know, they'll they'll check in with me every now and then. That's (laughs) That's the most terrifying part of... The entire video is her telling us that she speaks to the Ninja Turtles, and then they respond. <laughs> There's one more part. I, we're, we're almost there. She sings a song, and I just want you guys to hear it, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here, I promise. Okay. That hurt. That hurt. When the turtles entered my life, they taught me here we go. to be self-aware. They taught me to never hide behind any wall of who you really are but to live your life as you want to. And I, I love it. There's nothing wrong with that. The turtles have a great uh, view on life. And she seems insane, but okay. This is the best part. Michelangelo goes, follow your heart, guys. Follow your heart. 
And then he breaks into the song called Follow Your Heart. He can try anything to tear us apart, but there's one thing that's still clear. If you somehow missed it, the Ninja Turtles went on a live uh, U.S. tour where um, they fought Shredder while also singing in between uh, fighting Shredder. There's no way the hill can side of our hearts. Just remember that we're still here. The time has come to change it all, to wash away your fear. We only have to stick together. The good times are so near. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. That song changed my life because they taught me to follow my heart. All right. So anyway... She's amazing. The Ninja Turtles are amazing. I just, I had, I had, we had to, we had to get to that. The the, long story short, she's in the fucking Netflix show about Ninja Turtles. So whatever she did, she's, she's doing, she's doing it. She did something right. I don't know. (laughs) I've been sitting on that video for like nine years and I just thought one day, one day, I'll get to use it on the podcast. One day there'll be a reason. Anyway, thank you to Paradise Adult Boutique for sponsoring the podcast. Guys, make sure you support them. Uh, 130 West Osborne Road in Phoenix. Open seven days a week. Get something for the holidays. Get something for yourself. Get something for the two of you. Get something for the three of you if you're in a thruple. I don't know what you're into. Get something for a stranger that you meet in a dark alley or or a a lovely bar uh, that's in your neighborhood. Just uh, support Paradise Adult Boutique. Uh, Follow them on Twitter at Paradise Adult AZ. And again, if you're local, 130 West Osborne Road in Phoenix. If you're not local, make sure you follow them on Twitter. They do giveaways, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, So make sure you do that. And again, thank you, Paradise Adult Boutique, for sponsoring the podcast. Um, and then, yes, Zia, first live show, uh, January 18th. We will be at Zia Records doing the podcast. Again, it's not like an audience come hang out or like come watch us do the podcast kind of thing. It's just eventually we might get there. I think that could be fun. I've got a lot of cool ideas. I've got a lot of fun stuff I want to do at these live shows. All the, I want to introduce new people, new characters, all kinds of fun stuff. These are going to be different. Um, but as of right now, it's just a show at Zia. Um, but we want you to come down. Uh, come buy a record. Come buy a video game. Come buy – Zia's got all kinds of stuff. Come buy something, and when you go up there, tell them you came down because of the podcast. And we're doing the episode um, – we're starting at 7. So if you want to come, you know, give us a high five or, or just watch us do the podcast, that's fine too. I'm just letting you know it's not like an interactive thing. We're just going to be hanging out doing the show. Um, but I'd love to see you guys. If you want to come you know, hang out when we're done, say hi, get a beer, whatever. I'm into all that stuff. But make sure you come down for that January 18th uh, at the Mill Avenue Zia Records. Um, and I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for commenting. Continue to do so if you haven't. Otherwise... We've gone way too long. I'm already late to everything, so I have to go. (laughs) 